Welcome to Women's Health, Wisdom, and Wine, a weekly conversation with practitioners, providers, patients, and healers about complex reproductive medicine and women's health challenges, the value of an integrative approach to these challenges, many of the women's health topics you're already thinking about but uncomfortable talking about, and my personal favorite, wine. I'm your host, Dr. Lorena White, an integrative reproductive medicine and women's health provider, licensed acupuncturist, clinical herbalist, and a former labor support doula in the Washington, D.C. metro area. My goal is to bring women's health-specific evidence and expertise to the forefront of daily women's health and wellness news through informative conversations. If you have ideas, questions, and specific topics that you would like us to cover in future podcast episodes, please leave them in the comment section or send us an email at info at To learn more about our team's approach to care, visit our website at www.larenawhite.com. As you enjoy the podcast, conversations, and wine time, remember to follow the podcast, leave a five-star rating, and tap on the bell to make sure you never miss an episode. Let us know what is your favorite topic, who has been your favorite guest, and who would you like to hear from on the next pod. Most importantly, share the podcast and your favorite episode with a friend or colleague. Lastly, remember that this podcast is not designed to be a substitute for a bona fide relationship with a licensed or certified healthcare professional. Today's episode is sponsored by Luma Natural. In the summer months, emollients are still important. As we perspire more and unfortunately don't drink sufficient water, our skin craves topical hydration. In walks Luma Natural. Their all-natural silk body butters are a true treat for my skin, offering deep hydration and a smooth feel. With a blend of nourishing ingredients, Luma Natural silk body butters provide intense moisturization while embracing the power of natural radiance. The silky texture and heavenly scents make each application a delightful experience. Luma Natural Silk Body Butters contain the same nourishing ingredients as traditional body butters and without the greasiness and sensitivity to high temperatures. When it comes to your body care routine, it's essential to choose products that prioritize quality and natural ingredients. Luma Natural delivers just that with their commitment to using high quality organic ingredients in their products. I am extremely particular about what I put on my body as endocrine disruptors are in practically every commercial hair and body product on the market. So when I found Luma Natural, I immediately fell in love. Right now, I'm using my heart's desire. Yes, that's the name, as its red label speaks to the seasonal correspondences of summer. It's everything. So to explore Luma Natural's all-natural products, visit their website at shopluminatural.com. That's S-H-O-P-L-U-M-A. N-A-T-U-R-A-L dot com and discover a range of their silk body butter options at an affordable price. Coming up, I continue talking with Faven Casamare about acupuncture, vaginal steaming coupled with the raindrop technique and herbal therapy and the integrated treatment of uterine fibroids. So grab yourself a glass of Vieri Moscato Diasti 2021 and let's join the conversation. Every July, individuals around the world raise awareness for uterine fibroids, which affect an estimated 26 million women of reproductive age in the United States alone. The Edmonia Center is dedicated to raising awareness about the effects of uterine fibroids on women's livelihoods and promoting a bona fide whole person approach to health 
wellness and healing with a uterine fibroid diagnosis. As an estrogen dominant condition, hormone imbalances derived from the foods you ingest to the products you put on your hair and body can negatively affect symptoms by ex- exacerbating fibroid growth. So this month, I'm talking with Fabian Amari about her life with a uterine fibroid diagnosis and how she's moving along her healing path. So Fabian, last week we ended up talking about how you first found our firm and what your expectations were when you examined our website. So talk, uh, talk to our listening audience through your initial encounter. What did you expect and what the initial meetup did it meet your original expectations? Um, initially, uh, when I met Dr. White, um, I was very nervous prior to meeting her <laughs> because I just wanted her to be real. I knew she was real, but I never <laughs> met her. So I didn't know, like, okay, what am I getting into? Like, is this really, like, happening? Like, am I finding an alternative to heal my fibroids? Like, is she really the one that I right. believe in? Um, and did God really connect me to her? Yes. So I was excited. I was nervous because I was like, what if she asked me this question? I don't know how to respond to it. What if, um, you know, the honest question, what if she can't help me? Mm, um, yeah. What if I'm yeah. just left with the same uh, solutions as before, saying that I have to give up my fertility? Yeah. So for me, that was um, the little bit of anxiety, a little bit of nerves that I slept with the night before we met. Uh-huh. Um, even our first initial email, we were going back and forth. I know I was asking like a thousand questions like, all right, yeah. what do you do? Are you real? Is this a scam? What is it? <laughs> and you're yeah. like, Faven, I can assure you, like, it's, 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 I'm running an honest and effective business. And when you come meet me, you'll get the answer that you need. Yes. And that's, I think that's exactly what I told you. I was like, you've asked me all the questions you can possibly ask me. The next step is for us to meet in person because there's only so much I can tell you. But I always tell people I can show you better than I can tell you because your body will respond. Um, because a lot of people do give lip service and I completely understand. And I mean, when I look at all the things that are on the Internet right now, everyone has these wild claims to what they can do. And the one thing I don't make is wild claims because those are automatic red flags. I'm realistic. This is going to take work and this is going to take time. Yes. Um, and I make no promises in terms of, you know, any kind of get you know, healed quick scheme, because again, that's what it is. And that's like you said, that's not the type of business I run, (laughs) but, um, so I appreciate you recognizing that. So in general, our appointments range from about 30 minutes to 90 minutes where I spend about 30 minutes getting to know the person sitting in front of me. So tell us your feelings about that particular aspect of your session. The initial session, as I um, stated earlier, I was nervous. Um, but I was also excited, excited. So I had like a mix of both emotions. So when we had met that day and I saw you face to face, I felt a little calmer mm-hmm. because I felt like, okay, she's real. She, she's here to help me. Yeah. And this, this is the journey begins right now in this room right now. Right. And I just told myself, are you ready? Yeah. Um, and I was like, yes, I'm ready. And when you embraced me, as soon as you saw me, we didn't even really say anything. I'm a hugger. Yeah, so you hugged me and you saw the emotions in my eyes. Like, Mm -hmm. I just felt, like, defeated. I felt kind of lost and I felt stuck. And you said, come here. Just gave me a hug. And I feel like nobody has done that, that I went to go seek treatment Mm -hmm. for. They just said, all right, this is it. This is what you can do. So it was no empathy when I was trying to connect with other specialists. And for me, I'm an empath. So that's very important for me. Yeah. Um, So... Off of you just giving me that embrace, I was like, okay, 
I believe in her and I'm in the right place. And that could be a part of me that's a social worker. That could be a part of me that's an (laughs) empath. But it just, I felt I was in the right place. Mm -hmm. And as we sat down and you informed me that the work initially starts with me and you're there to assist and guide me through the process. And that if I am dedicated Mm -hmm. and I do everything that I'm supposed to do for the three months, the program that's set for me for my specific treatment, then I will see the changes in my body. And at first I was like, you were stating like, okay, you feel a little bit different. Mm -hmm. You notice the fibroids are not bothering you as much. You Mm -hmm. notice that the symptoms are not as severe. Mm -hmm. You feel a sense of calmness. You feel a sense of, you know, just reuniting with yourself. Self-reconciliation. Just all Mm -hmm. those things. And at first I was like, I don't even know how that feels. (laughs) Right, right. Like, and I want to know. Mm-hmm. So for me, and then when you mentioned um, acupuncture, I was like, what is that? Yes. And then I was like, and I asked, is it this, you know, that practice mm-hmm. where you stick needles? You could, you, yes. And then when I was like, oh my God. Initially, an alarm came in my head because I'm like, I'm a person that cannot be still. Uh-huh. That's, I cannot be still. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a challenge. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And I was just very excited about that. But for me... As soon as I walked into that room and I saw you, like, all the fear just started yeah. coming down. And um, I remember you felt my pulse originally mm-hmm. to see how it was going on. And you were like, whoa. Whoa, yes. <laughs> to this day, I remember that. I remember, one, I do remember when I first saw you and all I could think of was, like, she just, I just need to, like, that physical touch was the thing that, I, like, just screamed. Like, just let her know that everything's going to be Okay even before everything is gonna, everything is okay. The fear, the anxiety, the just like almost bewilderment was written all over your face. And the only way we could have a therapeutic interaction that, that I could develop rapport is that you felt safe. And I'm a hugger. I, that is one of the things I, I love. I love getting hugs, I love giving hugs. And so, almost instinctively, instinctively, it was a matter of, okay, in this moment, not only do I need to hold space for her, but I need to hold her to let her know this is a safe place to be, to exist. And as we got talking, I was like, okay, Fabian is a mover. She's a, a definitely a mover. I was like, and part of that was just the anxiety speaking. I definitely know that, but really you being able to be calm with the stillness. And I could also see that movement is was your go-to um, and really trying to let you understand that the healing actually also comes in the stillness so that you're letting your body take things in. So if you can remember, what were some of the questions that I asked you that other providers had not, if you can remember that far back? What, ha- what have I changed about my womb health? So what practices have I uh, implemented or what changes have occurred okay. before uh, my diagnosis with fibroids? I don't think anybody has ever asked me that because they don't try to figure out what the root cause of my current condition is. They just right. try to say, here's a solution. Just take it. And mm-hmm. Just believe in me and everything will be fine. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's the first question you asked me. And you asked me, like, how am I spiritually? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how do I feel? Yeah. And for me, that was very important because you know when you're dealing with the diagnosis or you're just 
a person, nobody cares to ask you, like, how are you? Like, mm-hmm. what's really going on? Like, right. let's dig, dig, dive, dig deep into that before mm-hmm. I tell you, all right, this is what I can assist you with. Right. And that was the question that was very important to me. And then you had asked me, have I ever engaged in any holistic practices mm-hmm. prior to um, reaching out to you that yeah. I could recall? But I'm, I, you asked me a lot of good questions. It's yeah. just, they were all so good. I had to throw <laughs> some of them in there. <laughs> yeah. And I think one, the reason I was asking that is because a lot of people said, no. I mean, when I ask questions, they're like, no one's ever asked me that before. And for me, it blow. it's still like is mind blowing to me that you've gotten this far and nobody has asked some of these basic questions about your womb health. What have you done? Your uterine health. What have you explored? What have you tried? What has worked? What hasn't worked? Um, You know, what has been sustainable? What have you liked, not liked that type of thing. But on the flip side is that when I'm looking at the person sitting in front of me, you're not just a physical diagnosis. There's some emotional and spiritual stuff in play as well. And if I don't ask into that, those things can also be influencing, affecting, negatively affecting your physical, the physical component of your health. So really getting able to see you as that whole person and not just this diagnosis that you came in with is critical to all the work that we do. So if you can, describe the overall ambiance in the treatment space in comparison to the other doctor's offices you've been to. Ooh, <laughs> I would love to describe this because I can literally feel it right now. That's why I have to take a breather. So when you go into the other facilities, like for me, OBGYN offices, it's a little bit colder in there. Mm-hmm. There's no uh, warmth. There's no welcoming energy. Yeah, You get different faces. So you really don't know who am I going to be able to connect with. And then it's right into the, uh, the first visit. You're just told, oh, okay, what's your problem? What have you been doing? All right, well, this is the solution. This is the only option you have. So right. you're going to need to pick one of them. Right. Where what I loved about your practice is it was embracing. Everybody had very positive spirit, energy. Mm-hmm. Um, you come into the room, it's warm. Yeah. You have this beautiful therapeutic music, mm-hmm. which I love. Um, yeah. And you're just embraced with so much love. Mm-hmm. And you're just embraced with so much positivity that you don't feel like, okay, like I'm stuck in this diagnosis and that I can't get out of it. Yeah. But he felt like, okay, they believe in me, so I believe in the whole yes. process. Yes, that part. That part. And then you just want to like meditate. For me, every time I came there, I was like, <laughs> I don't even want to talk to nobody. <laughs> just put me in that bed and let's just let me get to my higher self. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it, it's a place of, it's a healing place. It's a healing presence that kind of all synergistically kind of connects together um and again we all have different ways and different modalities that we're practicing and utilizing and we'll talk about that a little bit later but it was also very important to make sure that you get that feel from and that relationship with each practitioner and provider because again each of us is going to touch you in a different place not just physically but connect with you on different levels and that's important too so in the beginning we talked um a lot quite a bit at the beginning of the appointment. Was there anything particular that stuck out to you during that part of the session when we were talking? I know you said I asked a lot of questions. Was there anything that stuck out to you in that phase of your appointment? Um, I, I, I noticed that Jaffa was there. I remember him being there yeah. for our session. I, I'm sure he asked me about 200 questions. Yes, Joshua <laughs> was <well>. there. <laughs> so I, I, I thought I was pretty impressive how you were able to just answer both of our questions, but it's still 
help help both of us be comfortable with the answers because they were honest. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. They were very honest. So for me, what I remember you asking Joshua was um, just letting him know throughout this journey that I'm about to embark, his support is highly needed. Mm-hmm. And just him being open to um, the practices that we're going to implement yep. and just being there for me. So I think you asked him, like, is he there to mm-hmm. be supportive throughout the whole process? Right. And are we ready to begin the journey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do we, but yeah. Yeah. And I think, again, I, even now when I talked to Joshua, I was like that first appointment. I mean, Joshua's grilling, even when we were on the phone, <laughs> when we were in person, I was like, okay, this dude's serious. Like he really is a, about the business. And I love that because that was meaning that not only was he asking for information, but he was asking in support of you in terms of how is this going to affect the person that I love, the person that I'm, you know, what is the reason and rationale for this? What does this look like? You know, all of those in-depth questions that can at the face seem like, like it's an interrogation, but it's not an interrogation. It's a, a quest for knowledge. This is something big. This is an investment. And so without asking, you can't get those answers. And again, one of those, that was one of those things that I was like, one, you know, your spouse came with you. That speaks volumes because you weren't alone. Even his mere presence there was like, okay, this is a relationship that is built on mutual support. And that goes such a long way. When you're about to take some, you know, big steps in terms of revamping your entire lifestyle and having that support, not just can be overwhelming when you're doing all these new things and I'm asking a bunch of questions, but having that built-in support system is invaluable. Invaluable. So when we move to the physical exam portion, tell our audience (laughs) more about your experience. Um, So the physical exam initially started with you um, checking my pulse. Uh Uh-huh. Then you examine the rest of my body, my fibroids, what's next? Uh-huh. And then um, we're conversating, and you saw I was a little bit fidgety. Yes. And then the pulse kind of made you jump a little bit. You're like, "Whoa!" What's your pulses going on were fast and huge. <laughs> I was like, I was hardly touching your skin, and I was like, "Yep, we're gonna need to bring these down because these are." They were mimicking you in terms of all the emotions that were just clearly at the surface. Part of it being excitement, part of it being fear, part of it being nervousness, part of it being okay, I don't know what's next, part of it being probably worry, and just like they were big and so and and fast. I remember thinking that I was like, yeah, we need to get this one um, on the table immediately so that we can get her, you know, in a calming place and a more relaxing place. So, yeah, I, re- I do remember feeling your pulses. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that moment, I don't think I can forget it because it was it's pretty memorable and also it's pretty uh, like a very fun moment so for uh-huh. me <laughs> I kept that in um, and I still tell that story to this day and then we did um the I don't know if it's the feet or the toes yeah and I didn't know that our core um I don't know if it's your core emotions or your core um I forgot what it's called you told me it's all in the feet like yeah your you're you're grounding your mm-hmm. microcosm of you know not not only your body but your feet your palms your ears they reflect you know what's going on in your entire body so really being able to look at your feet your hands your pulses your tongue all those different things tell me literally everything about all the organs that you know are going on in your body and the organ systems so yeah so I thought those were pretty interesting because I was like I did not know in depth I mean I was aware of 
the whole uh, system of the body, but I wasn't aware of how they all correlate within each other. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was an interesting part. And then um, I know you had checked the back. Yeah. Uh, where I had my fibroids. And that one, I think, is kind of when you notice I had a little bit more back pain Yes. in that area. Mm-hmm. And um, you just took the time to really examine my body and figure out, okay, what does Faven need without just telling me, all right, this is what you need, this is right. what you need to do. But right. I'm like, okay, let's examine the whole body and then come up with a program that tackles those specific areas that need um, assistance. Absolutely. So subsequent to the TCM physical exam, we concluded with your acupuncture appointment. At the time, had you had acupuncture before? Never. Okay. Never. So what were you anticipating? I mean, I've seen like movies and I've heard <laughs> people say that they have done it. Uh-huh. So initially going into it all, I thought was, um, okay, there's going to be needles mm-hmm. penetrating my skin and mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to move and I don't know if I'm okay with this. Right. So the whole concept of you can't move, you can't move, you're stuck, you're stuck. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. So I was like, all right, um, let's just see how this goes. But I spoke to Joshua after our session. I was like, like, babe, I'm all in about everything. But the acupuncture really has caused me a little bit of nervousness. And mm-hmm. I hope it goes well. He's like, well, we don't know what's going to happen. So just stay positive and then see how it goes. Right. So initially for me, when we did the acupuncture, you kind of talked me through it slowly. You didn't just start putting the needles into my skin. Right. You told me, okay, Fabian, this is what's going to happen. First, initially, we're going to conversate. Then I'm going to start talking to you. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to start uh, and putting the, the needles into the areas that you need. I'm not going to be putting all the needles everywhere in your body. Right. Just the areas that can assist in opening up um, parts of your body to begin the healing journey. Right. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, when I was placing the needles, did you notice anything or, was, or anything that was different than what you anticipated? It wasn't painful. Okay. And it wasn't a bad experience. It actually was very um, relaxing. So mm-hmm. I remember when you first um, pushed the needle into my skin, I felt a sense of relief. Like mm-hmm. there was some type of blockage. Yeah. And then when you had and put the needles into my skin, it kind of opened up something. Yeah. I just didn't know what it was. Right. Exactly. Okay. And after your treatment, let's say about 25 minutes, 30 minutes later, how did you feel afterwards? I walked out like a new person. I <laughs> I was you more were. calmer. I was yeah. more calmer. Yeah. My thoughts were more organized mm-hmm. because, you know, having hypothyroidism, your, your thoughts are all over the place because you're trying to balance so much hormones. Yeah. Uh, so for me, just being having that sense of calmness. Yes. Just that sense of just feeling like myself, which I haven't felt like probably four years before that. Mm-hmm. Um, just feeling like just overall like empowered. Yes. Feeling like I was coming out, you know, healed, but that I had that positive energy or hands on my yes. body that allowed me to walk out with that energy that I had experienced. Yes. yes. So for that. me, I just was happy. Mm-hmm. I was at peace and yes. I just was very confident. Yes, and you were, and your even your pulses shifted completely. They weren't big and jumpy and kind of scattered all over the place. They were very welcoming. It was a, a, a touch that was good. They were more even. They were big and juicy, I call them plump, um, but not overpowering, not erratic, and just, just pleasant. They were overall really, really pleasant. 
uh, when we came up on your original, came up with your original three-month plan, which included acupuncture, blood type-specific nutrition counseling, vaginal steaming, rain drip therapy, and herbal therapy, what were your original thoughts? I was interested to find out what uh, vaginal steaming is because I've heard okay. of it, but I've never done it, and I've heard uh-huh. always negative notation uh-huh. uh, yeah. correlated with it, like. Um, Doctors like my OBGYNs would tell me not to do it of because I, I would be messing with the natural balance mm-hmm. of it and that I could cause bacterial infection, which I knew was not right because it's yeah. herbs. Right. Uh, and it's water. So, yes. Yeah. Herbs and boiling water at that. So yes. it's not going to cause an infection. <laughs> it might bring the fact that you already have one, but it's not definitely not going to cause one. But yeah, continue. Yes. So I was misinformed and then I had mm-hmm. seen some friends that had engaged in it. And I was always curious. It just yeah. never happened. Right. So for me, I was like, yes, B-Steam. I've always wanted to do that. Okay. And then when I heard um, raindrop, I was like, what is raindrop? Do I go to the water or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is raindrop? Right. So I was actually curious. And then I researched it. And I was like, oh, it's just a different form of uh, therapy for um, massaging. So it incorporates wholeness, like being mm-hmm. present and then yeah. it incorporates uh, massages so it's mm-hmm. all and essential um, oils essential oils which is my favorite because i love essential oils and when it penetrates the skin it has healing particles so absolutely yeah that's very vital so for me when you told me that and i was like okay raindrop i wonder i thought initially you were going to be doing all of it uh-huh. so i was like oh my gosh she's going to be very busy god i got all the stuff that i <laughs> that i need to do Mm-hmm. So when you had told me what they were, I was just very open and curious. So it created that sense of like curiosity and that sense of excitement. So for yeah. me, I knew what acupuncture was. Just I never knew what raindrop or what um, uh, the full scope of bee steaming was. Mm-hmm. And when you said nutrition, I was confused. I was like, okay, she's speaking about nutrition as far as dieting? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. what is she specifically talking about? And how would that heal my body? Right. And I think a lot of people think when we say or hear the word diet, that it means like putting you on a diet and restriction and denying yourself of things. And here, the basic definition of diet is everything that you put in, you know, in your body. Um, but we really wanted to not focus on the diet portion, the, the diet component, but the actual nutrient component um, so that you can really be able to feed your body the things that it needs while, again, avoiding the things that your body really can't use or doesn't need. And like we talked about, you know, endocrine disruptors come in all shapes and sizes, the stuff we put on our hair, our skin, and mainly what we, we eat. And so really being able to address that to, again, just stem some of that fibroid growth while we work on shrinking and dissolving them. And so your husband was the biggest skeptic. Talk more about um, the importance of having a supportive partner or support system in general as you navigated this process? You know, being diagnosed with fibroids and then having another condition, hyperthyroidism, like you just, it, it doesn't matter how many people you have around you. Mm-hmm. You still feel that sense of like loss, that sense of like confusion. Yeah. You feel the sense of being lost. You feel the sense of not being able to connect with people because you're, you're for me initially, I'm thinking, okay, I was fine a year ago. But now I took this birth control, and now I'm here. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of being hard on yourself in a sense. Yeah. But also just in taking in that diagnosis and trying to live with it. Um, so for me, having his support was essential because I was at a very uh, 
low point in my life. When I say low, not like thinking low of myself, but right. like at a point where I just felt defeated. Yeah, and then emotionally having, low. Yeah. Yes, feeling defeated emotionally. And then even with the whole physical aspect of it, you know, when you have fibroids in the uh, outer section, which is the outer part of the uterus, or if it's even in the cavity, mm-hmm. your body changes a little bit. Yeah. So you you have that lower pooch. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't really wear certain things. So for me, I was even fit at that moment. But mm-hmm. having that pooch or having that fibroid poke out just made me feel like, wow, what is that? Just mm-hmm. like poking out of my my skin and just made me more conscious about my body right so for me just having him appreciate my body telling me i'm beautiful yes. it's okay letting me know that everything's gonna be okay i'm not gonna leave you alone in this journey i'm here with you and i'll do anything i need to do to make sure you're okay yes. and you know it even when it was to the point where he went out of town for about a year mm-hmm. just to you know make sure that i was okay physically yeah. But also right. get the funds for me to get the treatment in. For me, that in itself is the type of loyalty that I will never forget. And yeah. till this day, the reason why I would go through fire for my husband. Yes. Because he was there at times for me. Yeah. When I felt like I couldn't pick myself up. Yeah. And he, it through, it's through him that I was able to get the treatment financially. You know, we brought our finances together. But right. the fact that he sacrificed sacrifice what he could have did for himself Mm -hmm. went out of town work hard for me yeah was something that nobody has done for me ever yeah that's for me yes and for me i i love my husband he's everything to me and yes that's the support i feel like we need as women just that partner to to make us feel like we're not alone you know we're not carrying everything on our shoulder because us as women we're always uh, being of service to others, mm-hmm. we never fully take care of ourselves. So to just have a partner that can just take the pressure off of you and yeah. let you know it's okay, you're gonna be okay. I'm not gonna leave you if anything happens. Right. Uh, I'm not gonna say anything is wrong with you because we can't have baby right now. Right. You know your your livelihood is what matters to me. Yeah. And for me, that was what I needed in that moment, and that really is what allowed me to really fully submerge myself into the holistic medicine yeah. through your guidance. Yeah, and through that whole experience, I can see how that that support helps you keep going on from day to day because you can start seeing different things. You're starting to be able to notice different things, communicate that, and that back and forth feedback has to be just, you know, feeling that has to be an amazing just connection that the two of you have so that you can continue to go forward and go down that path. Yeah, I like that. So talk us through your three months of treatment. What did you begin noticing about yourself, both physically, mentally, and spiritually? Physically, what I noticed was that I didn't feel any more symptoms. So the back pain, severe back pain I had wasn't there anymore. I didn't feel the fibroids pressing against my spine. And uh, as far as the fibroids on my lower stomach area where the pooch was, (laughs) that was Mm -hmm. no longer there. (laughs) And I could okay. barely find the fibroid. I was like, where is it? Where are you? Mm-hmm. So I'll lay down and I wouldn't find it. I know you had me uh, begin the treatment where I would lay down for 30 minutes daily. Yeah. And I would use the hot compressant. Um, uh, it was the like castor a oil pack. Tube. Yes, the castor yeah. oil pack. And I would put, I would submerge that in the cotton um, cloth that I had. Mm-hmm. And yes. just um, lay it down where the affected areas, where the fibroid is, and then put the hot compressant on top of it. Was uh-huh. actually 
covered in a protective yeah. layer so it doesn't right. burn my skin. Right. So I did that every every day from the mm-hmm. front and the back, and that's how I would sleep, literally. Yeah. I'll get up and then take a shower. Of course, you can't sleep with all that sticky castor oil <laughs> on your skin. Right. So that I noticed that made the biggest difference. Right. It was actually attacking the fibroids, not in a negative way, but it was, um, in a sense, melting them down naturally yeah. without mm-hmm. having to get any surgery, which right. can have negative effects. So it was naturally just dissolving the fibroids, and yeah. I could feel that the sizes were decreasing right. and the symptoms as a linkage of that was also fading away. Right. And also my hormones. I know I was taking the herbal tea, mm-hmm. right. which is the uh, holistic medicine for right. hypothyroidism that you put me on. Uh-huh. So initially I thought the tea, I was like, oh, what is this? Especially the, the first one you gave me, it was very dark. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that it was natural herbs. When I say herbs, I'm not speaking of like, Greens. This is specifically like raw herbs. Like yeah, you can see the stems, the leaves, yes. the berries, the roots. Yes. The flowers. And I love, I love that because I was mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> you know, nobody really knows on like on the lower surface. But, like I'm really, really, really like into nature. I love nature. Yeah. So being able to like put some practices into that through right. the the methods that you taught me, I was like, I love this. So yeah. just boiling the tea, drinking the tea every morning. Um, with an empty stomach and also mm-hmm. drinking it in the evening with no food, I saw the changes. I was just very calm, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what, how others behave. Yeah. I did not respond. <laughs> I was like, okay, namaste. You have a good day. You're right. I'm namaste. Have you. a good day. Right. <laughs> I love you. I'm here for you. Right. So for me, I, a sense of calmness and a true uh, unity with myself, who I am spiritually. Right. That's what I felt. And just no symptoms calmness, no rapid uh, heartbeat, Mm because that's one of the the symptoms, major symptoms I had. My heartbeat sometimes would skip. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, back pain was gone, couldn't find my fibroids anymore. Yeah, that's And when I I would go to do the ultrasounds, they were telling me it was decreasing. Uh Some of them, they couldn't find it at all. Right. Um, So for me, that was the physical difference that I felt. As far as spiritual... I felt like I was united with myself. When I say true self, everybody has that true, deeper um, consciousness of their self, who they are. So for me, just being able to pull her out Mm -hmm. from where she was locked up all those years, as far as the the deeper version of Faven, and like just uniting her and letting her know, like, okay, all the barriers of anxiety, all your barriers are gone. Anxiety's gone, fear's gone, and you are, you know, you are um, strong. Yeah. You are able to, to survive this and you mm-hmm. are coming back out of this stronger. And that you can be the beacon to other individuals that are struggling with the same, you know, diagnosis as you. Or just, you know, it, it create a sense of like drive for me to really connect with um, women yeah. that don't know about the alternatives of holistic medicine. And right. just for me, it just pushed me to like want to spread the word. Yes. That's where I felt spiritually. And yeah. I also felt like a connectedness to the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling like, okay, now that I know that holistic medicine is really, really, really what your body is asking for mm-hmm. when you're going through a major health issue, that made me think about, okay, how else can I connect to the universe? Yeah. In what way? Right. And 
can and also push me to want to implement holistic me- medicine, but also mm-hmm. holistic lifestyle are parts of my life. Yeah. So I made sure I continued to eat healthy. And I noticed that my body was very, um, uh, I'll say very balanced. I mm-hmm. was not overweight. Right. I didn't have no health conditions. So when I would go to the doctor visits, they told me I was very good as far as my weight, yeah. blood pressure, everything was good. I felt comfortable in my clothes. Yeah. And I felt like I was wearing my clothes instead of my clothes wearing me. Mm, um, yeah. And I just felt a sense of just confidence, balance. I was very happy within my household, within my career. Yeah. And I just felt like I accomplished more. And I was mm-hmm. more like, all right, let's go get it. Just let's focus. It. Yes. Yeah. I love that. What did other people notice about you? Or what did other people comment in terms of what they noticed in, in, in terms of your changes? So my husband noticed I was more calmer. Mm-hmm. So when we had our communication, I was more receptive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's always good. That's always yes. good. He noticed I was more receptive. I was more attentive. And I had a sense of calmness that he mm-hmm. felt like he gravitated towards. Yeah. Or that people gravitated towards. Right. Um, and he also noticed that I was more outgoing. So we'd go okay. out to engagements or family events and... I would just embrace everybody yeah. and I would just tell them about my journey and just, they would just sit there and listen. Mm-hmm. And they would, they would be like, how did you find that information? Just connect me. And it just was that, that energy of just positivity and right. that energy of hope that yeah. I felt like I carried along with me mm-hmm. and that I just spread everywhere I went. Yeah. And for that, I noticed that more people gravitated towards me, more people mm-hmm. wanted to connect. And I, um, we know would even walk the streets and smile at people and they were like, Hi, how are you? Just engaging more. Right. And for me, I just was I just carried a sense of just peace. Yeah. And I think people were able to just gravitate towards that. And my family, they said I was more healthier. Yeah. <laughs> so my dad noticed that I lost more weight, my sisters and my brothers, mm-hmm. and they noticed I was more engaging, I was more empathetic mm-hmm. and that I was more um there for them available. I was more available for them at that right. moment. So they'll call me, you know, situation they're going through. Right. And I'll just help them, you know, process it right. as, as calmly as they could. Yeah. And then they'll tell me, wow, they're really very wise. And thank Ooh. you so much. And I'll say, oh, Celestic Medicine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on this new thing. I'm on this new thing. I'm doing a new thing right now. Well, yeah. that's great. So after three months, you had the tools and you truly started learning about how to take care of yourself. What were some of your key takeaways? My key takeaways were ensure that I um, drunk my herbal tea every day. There was no days that I can miss it because then I'll notice the imbalance. So I'll see my body shifting. Um, Also ensuring that I did my castor oil treatment. But Mm -hmm. most importantly, making sure that I have a healthy diet. So for me, I'm, I'm blood um, I'm type A yeah. or as far as my blood. So right. that that means that I have to eat more plant-based mm-hmm. food. So I right. know that's why I really don't like meat that much. And actually, mm-hmm. you helped me discover that by finding out my blood type. Right. Um, so for me, just making sure I eat all plant-based, no meat, mm-hmm. none of that, no fruit, no dessert, no juice, just water. Right. Um, and just meditating. That was very important. I yeah. meditated daily. So when I incorporated all those practices, I consistently stayed within uh, the scope that we had originally left at. You yeah. know, I was a little bit more leveled. So for me, just 
because I know you weren't there. And at first I was scared because I was like, what? she's not here anymore. And can mm-hmm. I still do this? But yeah. because I implemented everything that you guided me through and you, everything that you taught me, I right. was fearless in that moment. Yeah. So yeah. just incorporating the treatments that you told me to incorporate every day. is a, And one thing I always remember you saying is, this is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. This is not <laughs> a seasonal practice. This is <laughs> right. a lifestyle. Yeah. So every time I'll drink that tea, this is a lifestyle. This is a lifestyle. Yeah, this is a lifestyle, right. <laughs> this is a lifestyle yeah. so that I don't forget, you know, because you can go on vacations and you forget mm-hmm. to take your tea. Yeah. You can be busy with running a business and you can forget. So it's just taking that one day out of your your schedule and mm-hmm. just and, uh, just preparing for your holistic um, lifestyle right. for the whole week. It, it works for me. I made my tea every Tuesdays and every Thursdays and every Saturdays. Yeah. So it's every two days I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really like drinking anything. I was like, just give me my tea and my yeah. water and my green tea. And yeah. also green tea really helped a lot. Yeah. Um, so for me, I drank one green tea a day. Yeah. That was very important. And I actually drank that throughout my birth pregnancy, which was very important. But I know you're going to go to that next question, so I yeah. don't know that. <laughs> yes. So fast forward a little bit. How long after our time together did you actually get pregnant? Um, I know we, I started working with you was June 2020. Mm-hmm. It was three months, so June, July, August. And then I got pregnant about six months after. Uh-huh. It was, yeah, six months after. If I can count my time, I might be terrible, but. It was really literally right after my treatment. I had got a job and yeah. um, I I was what, a month or two into my job and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm pregnant. Yeah. And from the time yeah. we started to the time you got pregnant, because we started in June and you probably, Mahadi was born in what, in July, right? Yeah. He was born August in June, 2022. Uh, June, July, August, September. Yeah. So probably about, yeah, probably about that time. Yeah. About three yeah. months afterwards. So, yeah. Yeah, it so, was fast. Yeah, it was fast. <laughs> it was fast. I mean, I was I wasn't expecting it, but I was like, she's good now. Like all, all the things, she's in a good place. So I was like, any day now, it could potentially happen. Um, and I don't even know if you were thinking about pregnancy. No. You weren't even no. thinking about it. And no, I, I was just. You sent me an email, and you were like, uh, Doctor White. <laughs> and I was like, Yep, I I had no doubt. I had no doubt because I knew you wanted a family and. I knew that that was part of the reason you came to see me because, you know, fertility was an issue. Um, but I did not have the thought that you were like, okay, you know, now I'm ready to you know, start, you know, trying to conceive again. And, but I also knew that at any moment you're, you're ready. Um, so I was so, so excited to hear about all of that. So the next time in part three of this discussion um, about uterine fibroids and the healing journey, we're going to talk with Faven about pregnancy and life with her son, Mahadi. And Faven, are there any additional resources, I'll ask you again, that you suggest for listeners who are interested in exploring more natural approaches to healing with a diagnosis of uterine fibroids? Uh, I would recommend specifically for womb health. V-steaming is very essential for us as women. And it's a practice that should be uh, regularly um, conducted. If it's weekly or if it's bi-weekly, it's very important to just heal the womb naturally, even cleanse the womb naturally without mm-hmm. us having to use other elements like douching, which is really bad. So yeah. I think bee steaming is very essential just for womb health and just to keep that purity and that cleanliness of the womb. Yeah. Right. So bee steaming is very essential. For me, um, April, who's also um, at Dr. White's practice, is one of the best ones. She knows the body. She knows what herbs you need to cleanse the body. So 
I would say reach out to April by reaching out to Dr. White um, <laughs> and just use that. And, and there's other avenues too. So just figuring out what works for you. But for me, I highly recommend Beastie Me uh, as, a regular, as a regular practice. Absolutely. Me too. Any parting words of wisdom? Um, I just say have a blessed day. Be patient with yourself and understand that we are all out here. And this is a sisterhood and we're just all connected at the end of the day. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Faven. Thanks for joining Women's Health, Wisdom, and Wine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Think about one gem you can take away from this episode and apply it to your own life. Also, remember to follow us, review us, and give us five stars. Till we meet again, remember, nourish your flourish.